to you, um, Ms. Vene Marsh, Pastor Vene Marsh. Um, she is um, from Epic Church in Decatur, Alabama, and she is a, a wonderful, she has the most powerful anointing on her just to be able to speak those words that we need, that you need to hear. And um, I haven't known her for super, super long, for about a year and a half or so. And during that time, she has really been able to be used by God to be able to speak what he is needing me to hear and just being able to release uh, that freedom um, in me and to be able to um, convey um, and to help me uh, see what God has in me. And I am so grateful that she is here to talk to you because I know that you are going to get something awesome from her this tonight. And so if you would just um, help me welcome her, um, it's Miss ben- Miss Pastor Benet. Thank you. You're so awesome. Thank you, guys. Look at there. I said it again. You guys, I'm getting really good at this. Really good. Well, thank you for your kind words. But I, sure, I'll take my water. Thank you. I just stand before you a saved, redeemed, restored, renewed daughter of God. I wasn't raised in the church. I'm not going to share all my story, but I'll tell you just a little bit of it. We weren't raised in the church, my husband or I, and walked through many different seasons in life, made some horrific choices. Anybody else ever made any horrific choices? Okay, so we're not alone in here, so don't leave me hanging. And I needed a savior. I needed hope. I needed peace. I needed to not feel alone. And that's the beautiful thing about God is he loves us all the same. It doesn't matter what we've done. His his blood covers everything past, present, and future. And I say hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord. Thank God for that. Because I was a uh, sinner, but no more. I am a daughter of God, capable of sinning, a saint, capable of sinning, but I'm not a sinner. I am a daughter of God, a saint. Well, I have two different housekeeping things we need to take care of before we begin tonight, if you're okay with that. First of all, I have this rule, and it's broken already, but you didn't know, so I have to give you some grace with it, but nobody sits alone like that. I can't hardly preach. Like I would just have to come sit down and just wait till there's a couple of people sitting alone and, and nobody sits alone. So we need to make some moves really quickly or I'll come help you. That's why I'm down here. I don't mind. So if you see anybody sitting alone, let's just shift quickly, shift quickly shift. Let's see. See a couple more sitting alone. Yeah. Nobody can sit alone. And then the second thing is I need some participation. You know, it's good to have fun in God's house, right? So you were participating during worship. So you got to participate with me. Okay. Okay. And I'm kind of loud, you know, so you got to be loud back at me because I talk so loud. That means my hearing may not be what it used to be. So you'll have to be really loud to hang with me. And God's going to do some great, great things tonight. I want to honor my 
amazing husband that's in the back. He came forward just to pray over me a few minutes ago. So I couldn't even stand before you with the title of pastor without the covering of my amazing husband. So thank you, honey, for being here. I told him, I said, babe, you've been here all weekend. Go have some fun. And he's so sweet because he sits in the back and he always cries when I preach. And then it makes me cry. (laughs) But thank you for being here, honey. I love you. I honor you. Uh, Anything you see good within us is just the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's available to every single one of us that's in this room. It's Like I said, God loves us all the same. So thank you, honey. I love you. And then my baby girl. Oh, my gosh. I had We had two boys first. So we have a 24-year-old. And now we have a daughter in love. And then we have Josh, who's 21. So I had two Marsh boys. And when you have Marsh sons, I don't even know how to explain what happened to me. They're, they have nothing. They're rough, tough, dirty, like getting muddy. And I was like, okay, Lord, if this is the life you have destined for me, I accept it. But I prayed all the time for a girl. And every time when I tuck her in, she's like, mom, you've told me this story so many times. I'm like, Cece, I prayed so hard for you. And I just prayed that God would give me a girl. She's like, I know you tell me this story all the time. I'm almost 16. You don't have to tuck me in anymore. I'm like, and when you were born, I didn't know what you were. And then I I screamed, yes, yeah, she knows the story because I tell her all the time, this is our baby girl, Ella Bella Marshmallow is what I call her. That's not her name. That's just for me to call her. But as I was sitting over there and, and I was praying, I just kept saying, Lord, I want to just be your vessel tonight. If you have a word for somebody in here before we ever get to the notes that you've given me, I want to make sure that I deliver that first. And as I was praying, Monica, that's your name, right? Lori told me your name. So that wasn't like something God just said, Monica. (laughs) She's like, oh gosh, what's happening? I was watching you and just coming before God. And here's the good thing. I mean, I'm speaking to you right now, but we've all been on a journey in different places. And, and so you're not alone in this. So there's no shame in God's presence. There's no, so I'm not me talking to you right now. This is all your sisters that are surrounding you. But God, I said, God, what's going on with Monica? Because I didn't know your story. She, uh, afterwards, Lori told me just a little bit, but I said, what's going on with her? And and he said, she feels alone. And then I got a pen and I wrote this down. It said, tell her I love her and that I'm not alone. And I know if I know anything, I know that was for you. And I looked up your name. Because I wanted to see what your name meant. So I'm on my knees over there. Just You thought I was praying. I was on Google (laughs) for Monica. But it was from God. (laughs) And your name means counselor and advisor. So you're really special and you're really anointed. So I don't know what season you're going through right now. But I know that God wanted you to know that he sees you. And that you're not alone. And you got tons of sisters in here that love you. And you're in the right place at the right time. And God's going to do something extra special in your life tonight. Do you receive that? All right. How many had husbands at the I Am Four conference this weekend? Look, that's so many. Okay. Y'all better be nice. Okay. Like they're trying. There are lots of husbands that didn't even come. So give them some space and grace. I encouraged you guys with that this morning. Give him some space and grace. You were created from the rib that protected his heart and lungs. So you have the capacity to speak life into him. 
So use your words like God would have you use your words. Don't tell him what you see. If you see he's not so great, don't tell him that. Our words have power. Tell him, I love you. I believe in you. You're a great prophet, priest, king, and warrior. And you may be saying, but he's not. Well, do you want to stay there? Or do you want to pull some greatness out of him? I need you really to cover him. Speak life over him. There are so many wives that are praying all over this country. They would give anything if their husband would spend the weekend at a conference. And your husband chose to. So please encourage them. Please be patient. And I promise you, you're going to see great fruit come from them. Amen? I took some Sudafed. You know what I didn't know about Sudafed? Yeah, it's what they use. They make meth with it, you know? But so my mouth's a little dry, but I'm trying to get a cold and I'm canceling that out in the name of Jesus. But I think Psalms 133 is going to come up on the screen. Do we have it? Psalms 133? Yes. Okay. So this is what we're going to do to begin tonight. So everybody stand up and we're going to get together as close as you can. Grab the hand of a sister. So squeeze together, squeeze together, get somebody's hand. And we are going to repeat this together because God says in Psalms 133, where there is unity, there is a commanded blessing. And do you want a commanded blessing tonight? Me too. So let's read this together before we begin. Ready? One, two, three. Behold, how good and pleasant is it when brothers dwell in unity. Keep going. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much. We are in unity, Father. We are your daughters here tonight. We are submitted unto you. And Father, we want to hear your voice. We want to hear your next steps for us. We are submitted. We want to hear your correction, Father. We want to be in agreement and in line with your words. So, Father, we are surrendered and we are submitted and we are in unity. And we believe what your word says, that there will be a commanded blessing. So, Father, speak to your daughters right now in Jesus Christ's name. And if you're in agreement, say amen. 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 All right, you can take a seat. So we get a bad rap, don't we, women? We really do. We get a bad rap. What are some things we're known for? Nagging. We're known for nagging. We're known for crying. What are we known for that time of the month? PMS. What are some other things we're known for? Hot flashes. Lots of different things we're known for. Twelve years ago, I had a hysterectomy. And I got this email in. And it was from a group called Hister Sisters. I'm like, what? (laughs) Hister Sisters. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of anything called Hister Sisters. I'm not going to be crazy. I have the mind of Christ. I I, I was like, I reject that demonic email in the name of Jesus. (laughs) But here's what I've come to find out. We are known for some things. 
These things are kind of expected of us. And so I think we have come to believe a lie that we have permission to walk in these different attributes that I can't find in God's word. For many years I walked in and can still choose to walk in these different attributes if I forget who I'm submitted to. So tonight the message is entitled Hall Passes. Everybody say Hall Passes. Hall Passes. Who remembers Hall Passes in school? I loved Hall Passes. If you had the Hall Pass, you had the power. Because what are they going to say to you? You're like, I got the pass. So I remember I would get a Hall Pass and... And I would, y'all don't remember hall, y'all don't have hall passes probably anymore, do you? They do in school still? Okay. So I would have my hall pass and I would go to the bathroom. I would go to my locker and meet my girlfriend. Does anybody know what sun drop is? Okay, it's a southern thing. It's it's another thing kind of like Sudafed and meth. I mean, it's like, (laughs) it's not good for you. And in the third grade, my teacher, she would give me sun drop to drink. It's like a Mountain Dew on steroids. But I would go to break with my hall pass and get my Mountain Dew. I would, I would uh, roam the halls. And I really felt like if I had the hall pass, I had the power. And I think you and I have, have come to believe that God gives us hall passes for some of these different characteristics that we may feel within our body. So here's one of my hall passes. Uh, what's your name? Tracy, so sometimes does it feel like that God gives you a hall pass that just says, you know what, here's your hall pass. I'm going to give you this hall pass. I know it's just your personality. Listen, it's okay. Fruit of the Spirit. What's fruit of the Spirit? It's totally okay. You're an introvert. You can walk into a room and completely be silent. There's your hall pass. Okay, you just do that. Or, oh me, oh me, let's see. Let's see. Okay, what's your name? That's right, Ruth. I told you your name was so special. I know you're not this, but we're just going to pretend, okay? You're pregnant. So guess what, Ruth? You are pregnant. You have a hall pass. Lose your mind, the Lord says. Just, it's okay. Eat anything you want to. You're pregnant. You can't help it. You can't help it at all. Scream. Yell. Act a fool. You have a hall pass. Like, it's totally permissible. You have a hall pass. Okay, so I'm, I'm picking on them. Okay, so what's your name? Don. You know what? Here's your hall pass. I know your husband is just a donkey, so you here. <laughs> he is such a donkey. There's your hall pass. You pout, okay? Pout. When he doesn't treat you the way you should, you know, think he should treat you, there's your hall pass from the Lord. There, you, you act any way you want to. You um, distance yourself at night. Just scoot around and just give him the cold bottom. Like just, you have a hall pass, a complete hall pass. Let's see. What's your beautiful name? Bridget. Miss Bridget, it's that time of the month. There's your hall pass. Yep, it's your hall pass. You just... You know, tell everybody around you, you don't have time to deal with them. It's too emotional. There's your hall pass from the Lord. I've got two more hall passes. Lori, here's your hall pass. You know what? You have too much to do. Why do you think you have to come in and greet everybody? You don't. You have way too much to do. Here's your hall pass. You go, hey, hit your list. Hit your list. Don't even, don't even look at anybody else. You just hit your list. There's your hall pass. You, you, don't worry about the fruit of the spirit. You got your hall pass. And, and last... Last one. Who's, oh, okay, let's give this one to you. What's your name? 
Veronica, I like that. You know what? You're going through a hard time. So um, there's your hall pass. You know what? Cuss somebody out. <laughs> Just cuss them out and act like a fool. When you're going down the road, you can tell somebody they're number one. You can do whatever you want to do because you're going through a hard time. And God says, I understand. There is your hall pass. Do what you want to do. Now, how crazy does that sound? But we live like that, don't we? Okay, so tonight we're going to get really real in here because you cannot live differently than you believe. So tonight I'm going to check your belief system because for many years this was my life. This is what I believed. I believed if my husband was being kind and he was being loving, then everything was fine. But if he was being a donkey like your husband, then it was completely fine for me to be rude, for me to pout, for me to kind of shun him, to distance myself from him, especially with my kids. I used to tell people, nobody can hurt me like my kids. And I really lived like that for a long time. If, if one of my kids, if they weren't kind to me, it just devastated my heart. And, and I would just get so down and just get discouraged. And then I read this book. And you can put your hall passes down. Y'all don't have to hang on to them. You can keep them if you need them, though. Or if you want to give them back at the end, you can give them back. I read this book. It's entitled Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And the thesis statement of the book is um, it's impossible. Uh, let, me, let me look at it right quick so I get it right. I always quote it wrong. It's impossible to be spiritually mature if you're emotionally unhealthy. And I thought I was really spiritually mature. I was like, I'm growing. I know lots of scripture. I was in Awana and teaching Awana at the time. And Awana was a Baptist thing. Approved workmen are not ashamed. I was learning my scripture and I really thought I was growing. But the sad thing was my actions weren't lining up with that. I really thought I was getting spiritually mature. But then I was acting like, you know, my emotions were up and down all the time. And I read this book and I was like, oh my gosh, God really used it to check my heart. I'm not emotionally healthy. I am an emotional train wreck. Up and down and up and down. But so was everybody else around me. So I thought it was okay and it was normal. And then I, when I read this book, literally God just like wrecked me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm an infant with a bottle pooping my pants still. I mean, a baby. I wrote this down. You are either unified with God or with the lies of the enemy. Hall passes for emotional instability are only in agreement with the enemy. Let me read it one more time. You are either unified with God or you're unified with the lies of the enemy. Hall passes for emotional instability are only in agreement with the enemy. And I want to prove it to you. Galatians 5.16 says this, But I say walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So during that time of the month, if we're submitted, if we walk by the Spirit, during the time when our husbands aren't acting so nice, when it's stressful, if the Bible tells us here in Galatians, if we walk by the Spirit, we will not gratify the, the desires of the flesh. We won't gratify the desires that we have within us to have an emotional outburst because we're submitted to the Spirit. 
So I asked God, I said, okay, God, what's some practical ways that we can talk about tonight in your word to know if we're submitted to you or if we're submitted to the enemy? So the next scripture we're going to go to is Galatians 5, 19 through 23. So here's some different characteristics. Here's how you can know throughout the day who you're submitted to. And this is going to get you because it gets me every time. I'll think, man, I'm growing. I'm growing up. I'm not pooping my pants as much anymore. And then I read Galatians 5 and I'm like, well. So Galatians 5, 19. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation tonight with this scripture. Sexual immorality. Lustful thoughts. Pornography. Lots of times we read those and we go, okay. I'm doing okay there. I'm not looking at any pornography. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't really have lustful thoughts. But then 20 hits. Chasing after things instead of God. Manipulating others. Hatred of those who get in your way. Now here's this one. This one just makes me mad. You ever read anything? It just kind of, it's like, no, not this one. Senseless arguments. Senseless arguments, resentment, when others are favored, temper tantrums, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions. Well, I'm right. I mean, I know I'm right. I I thought about it. I prayed about it. I can't, I don't know why you don't see that I'm right, but I'm right. I mean, I know we've been talking about this, honey, for two hours, but I'm right. Who are we listening to in those moments? Being envious of the blessings of others. Murder. Aren't you, it's like, wow, really? You're going to drop that in there with all of that? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Uncontrolled addictions. There's lots of women in here that have shopping addictions. That's an addiction. In a room this size... I know there's women in here with pornography addictions. You've never, maybe have never told anybody, but statistically with the amount of people that are in here, there's quite a few women, but I'm believing at the end of service tonight, we're going to leave free. Amen. Wild parties. And then he throws this in there, all other similar behaviors. So anything else like that, you know, murder, being jealous of somebody, manipulating, So that's how we can know and test ourselves if we're submitted to God or submitted to the enemy. You're only submitted to one or the other. So God, how can we know if we're submitted to you? What will our life look like? And he says, I'm so thankful you ask. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you, and I love how the Passion Translation puts it, especially for us girls in here tonight, because it's so sweet and kind of fluffy, and it just makes me like, ah. Is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Sometimes I go, even if things are really stressful around me, if I'm submitted to you, I can really have this life. And this is God's promises in his word, how we'll know if we're submitted to him, this is the fruit that will be produced in our life. Patience that endures. How many of you have ever said, I don't have patience. It's not my gift. God didn't give it to me. I said that for a long time. 
But that's just a lie that we believe. Because the truth is, we are patients. We have patience. We're just not choosing to submit to it. We're choosing to listen to the enemy. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart and a strength of spirit. So then I went on as I was just praying for tonight. I said, okay, Lord, how can we girls know what the truth is that happens to us in salvation? So what really happens? How can, how can we know the truth about us? And I, I wrote down Galatians 2.20. It said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives. So that you and I that are believers in here tonight, it's no longer I that lives. It's no longer I that gets to get her way. It's no longer I that gets to pitch temper tantrums. It's no longer I that can say I'm not patient, that I'm not loving, that I'm not kind. It's no longer I that lives. But Christ who lives in me, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son who gave his life for me. So that's the truth about who we are. Our life isn't about us any longer. Our life is about giving glory to the Father in any and all situation. So what's the problem then? So we've talked about the characteristics of being submitted to the enemy, the characteristics of being submitted to the Spirit, the truth in God's Word that happened to us is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. So what's the problem? James says, well, I'm so glad you asked. James 1, 14 through 15 says... Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. When desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. When each person is tempted and lured and enticed by his own desire. So then what's the solution? So if this is the problem and this is what happens, what's the solution? How can you and I stay submitted to Holy Spirit and live a beautiful life that overflows onto every single person around us? That they look at us when pressure hits our life, when a death in our family happens, when an affair happens, when financial troubles happen. That we can still have fruit that's overflowing in the midst of some chaotic situations in our life. How in the world can we do that with all of that pressure coming our way? Proverbs 4, 25 through 27 says, let your eyes look directly forward. It's pretty simple, huh? It's hard to be jealous of somebody sitting next to you if your eyes are looking directly forward. And your gaze be straight before you. So he's saying, don't look to the right. Don't look to the left is what he's going to go on to say. He says, ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left or turn your foot away from evil. So here's what he's saying. Listen, I didn't give you all these hall passes that you think you have. That comes from the enemy. And the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life to the fullest. And to have life to the fullest that's not full of excuses, that's a life full of power and authority, is a life submitted to Holy Spirit. 
And that's absolutely possible for each and every person that's in this room. It's possible for you to walk out each and every day giving God glory no matter what your situations are. But you've got to believe that. And you've got to do away with the excuses. It doesn't mean that when trials come your way that you don't have a moment. You know, I believed for a long time, once I started reading God's word, I was like, okay, I don't need to have a moment. Monica had a sweet moment in front of the Lord tonight of just crying out her heart before the Lord. The Lord wants us to do that. But at some point, we have to get up. And we have to believe the truth. And we have to fix our gaze on him. Okay, I know I've got some stuff going on around me. I know there's some chaos in my life. I know my husband may not be the prophet, priest, king, and warrior that I have seen within him that he can be. I know that my mom may have been really, really crazy and the enemy is screaming at me that I'm crazy and I'm going to be just like her. I know there may have been a dark cloud that's followed me all the days of my life, but that's not the life you've called for me, Father. I'm going to fix my eyes before you. I'm going to fully submit myself unto you and this beautiful fruit of the spirit is going to be released onto everyone everywhere that I go. Do you want that life? Do you want that life? I want that life for you. I'm so tired of going into Target, going into the mall and seeing all these shirts about women's power, women's liberation, women's rights. We do have rights under God. God created us equal with men. But we are very special and very uniquely made. And we know, when we know our position in creation, God can do powerful things within us. But the earth is crying and groaning for God's daughters to stand up and to let go of the excuses and to live in complete freedom. And that's what I want for you. But I want you to believe it. Not just come in here tonight and go, you know what? I'm confident. And you guys did a great, great, beautiful job leading worship. You're an anointed group of women. It was special seeing all women up there. And I especially love women drummers. That was even greater. But we come into services like this and we go, I am confident. And then we go home. And we look in the mirror. Or we go home. And that time of the month hits. Or we go home and we see that our situations aren't what we would want them to be. And what happens to that confidence that we were just singing about? It's like it scatters away from us. But God's telling us in his word, listen, listen, my daughters, I love you. I've called you tonight. Tonight's the night we're going to do away with the excuses. It's not that you don't have cramps. Everybody gets cramps. But he says, guess what? You're not alone. You've got sisters all over the world that are having cramps. So don't isolate and elevate and feel so special. Like, get yourself back up. Take a deep breath. Take some Motrin. It's going to be okay. Shake it off. God has a unique plan for each and every woman in here. And he wants to do something special in you. I wrote this down. Let me find it in my notes. I said, you cannot walk by the Spirit if you don't know the Spirit. I'm going to read to you some statistics as we get ready to close tonight. 
Because some of you may be thinking, hey, Benet, that sounds really nice and good, but you don't know my life. You don't know the stress that I'm in. You don't know what I'm going through. You know, yeah, that sounds great to, to tap into patience and to tap into all this. That all sounds good. But if you're God's daughter and if you're submitted to the spirit, it really is that easy. It's a choice away. But if you don't really know Christ and you've just been trying really hard for a long time, I bet you are tired. I bet you are depressed. I bet you are sad. Because that's just work and it wears you out. James Moffat said, Many modern day church members who think they are saved are really only deceived. Within every congregation, there is a small nucleus of people who believe, and they are surrounded by a much larger group who believe they believe. So, as I read these statistics, I'm not here to make you question your salvation because I believe in you. But I really believe we have a lot of people in our churches each and every day that really don't know God. They had an emotional experience, but they've never had heart transformation. And so, you are tired. You are burnout. It's reported that Billy Graham said, and and my husband and I actually saw this interview, 75 to 85% of church members are lost. We've been reading these statistics lately as we travel, and it's really messed me up. Because I can't imagine trying so hard For year after year after year, I wasn't raised in church. Like I told you at the beginning, I was lost. There was no doubt about it. I knew I was lost. Nobody had ever presented the gospel to me. So when the gospel was presented to me, I was like, oh, my word, he'll forgive me. I mean, really, all that? And I leaped. And I had radical, radical transformation that happened right in that moment. I went from dark to light. But if you've been brought up in the church... Sometimes it can just be something familiar that you do. So I really want you to listen as as I read some of these statistics. And we're going to ask Holy Spirit in just a minute. Do I know you or am I just tired? It is also reported that Vance Havner said over 65% of church members are lost. Shelton Jones is reported to have said that 80% of Baptists are lost. R.A. Torrey said only about 10% of church members are saved. And Jesus himself said, all who call me Lord, Lord, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And that breaks my heart. Because I want you all to live in peace. I don't want you here questioning your salvation. I don't want you going through life just trying hard, getting four steps, five steps forward, and then taking 15 steps back. I want us to be a bright, shining light that radiates on everything that we see, that all this massive women's movement that's happening around the world, that our bright light just silences all of that. But we can't be who we're not. I said, if you can't walk by the Spirit, if you do not know the Spirit. So I wonder what the statistics are in the room tonight. And you guys, you can go ahead and come forward, the um, worship team. I wonder what the statistics are in the room tonight. I wonder how many of you in here tonight question your salvation. 
What will people think? You know what I say? Who cares? Do you want peace? Do you want to be a beautiful vessel of the fruit of the Spirit? Or do you want to keep living confused and dark and depressed? God's going to give you an opportunity in just a minute. And I'm prophesying over you. You're not going to refuse it this time. Someone came up to me at church this morning and he said, I've I've had a vision of what tonight's going to be like. And I said, please tell me. Because I trust him. He's he's been correct on different things. Bless you. He's been uh, correct on different things he's given us before. He said, I just keep seeing a cold, really cold, and then a warmth. I was like, Holy Spirit, what does that mean? Cold. Rigid. Rule follower. Religious. In the cold, things die. But what happens in the warmth of the sunshine? Things come alive. They blossom. They bloom. Think of on a nice, beautiful spring day when everything's blooming, how peaceful it is, and you feel the warmth of the sunshine for the first time. That's about to happen to a lot of ladies tonight. The second group of women that I think are in here, you're just tired. You know God. And you didn't have an emotional experience. You really didn't meet God. But maybe you've got some unconfessed stuff that's in you. Maybe you have some stuff that happened within your childhood that you've never told anybody. Maybe you were sexually abused. And you've really suppressed it and suppressed it and suppressed it and thought it'll go away, it'll go away, it'll go away, and it's never gone away. And God's going to call you to bring it to the light tonight because he wants to take it away from you because he loves you and he wants you to be in freedom. Maybe some of you are in here and you've never forgiven yourself. You've made some choices, but you've never forgiven yourself. Maybe you weren't the mom or you're not the mom who you really know you can be and you live with that guilt. Maybe you had an affair. Maybe you had an abortion. You have something that's happened within your life that you've never told anybody. And shame is screaming over you. And tonight's going to be the night that you release it. I don't know what's going to happen. I've just been praying and asking Holy Spirit just to let me have a glimpse into each one of your hearts supernaturally. Depression. Some of you have been living with depression and you feel like this is just your thorn in the flesh. And it's a lie you're believing from the enemy. You're created to shine. There is no darkness in light. God's going to deliver some women from depression. Suicidal thoughts. Because he's doing something very special here. And he needs you fully alive and fully aware and fully submitted and fully living out the fruit of the Spirit. So I don't know what's going on within you, but God does. And He's here.
And he wants to meet you here. And tonight's the night for your freedom. So I'm going to invite you right now just to stand. Everyone stand to your feet. See, the beautiful thing about salvation is we all come the same way. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us come the same way. We come as sinners, and he recreates us into saints. But we all come the same way. And you have nothing to be ashamed of. God sent me here on assignment tonight to say we're going to do away with the excuses. I'm going to bring some of my daughters into salvation, but all of them I'm going to bring them into the light. So some of you right now, your heart's racing. And you've been believing a lie that's anxiety. That's not anxiety. That's excitement. Your spirit is leaping for joy inside going, we're about to get it. We're about to get it. We're about to get saved. So just take a deep breath. Don't even identify with anxiety. For some of you, you're feeling fearful right now. I just want to speak God's truth over you. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. You can't be crazy if you're in Christ because you have a sound mind. They don't go together. So, Father, right now, with every single eye closed, every head bowed, I ask you, Father, with all the faith that I have in me, you have some daughters that you've brought here tonight that are sick and tired of running. And their hearts are leaping for joy and racing right now because they know they're coming into salvation right now in this moment. And so, Father, I declare boldness over each and every woman in the name of Jesus. If you're in here tonight with every single head bowed, every eye closed, no peepers in this house, no prayer team, nobody moving, God's doing something very special in this moment right now. If you know you've never met Jesus, truly had transformation, not an emotional experience, but true transformation that you understood the gospel, that Jesus came, was birthed, lived a sinless life. He was crucified on a cross. After three days, he was risen to resurrection. If you've never truly identified as a sinner in need of a Savior, not an emotional experience, but a Savior, tonight is your night for salvation. There is no shame in here. I cancel out all shame. I don't care if you've been teaching for 40 years in here. Tonight's the night of salvation. That does not cancel out everything good you've ever done because it's God's word that never returns void. Not our voices. It's God's word. All the things that you did, they did count. They were seen because God can use anybody in anything. So on the the count of three, I'm going to ask you and I'm going to believe that you're going to be really, really bold because you're not going to have to run anymore. You're not going to have to be submitted under a dark cloud anymore. You're not going to have to be submitted under the fear and the depression and the, the lies of the enemy. You're about to be brought into the light of salvation. If that's you on the count of three, lift your hand really, really quickly. One, two, three, lift your hand.
I want you to repeat after me. Everyone in the room. Father. I recognize I'm a sinner. And I'm in need of a savior. And I am tired of playing games. I want the real thing. I choose you as my Lord. I choose you as my Savior. I thank you for the transformation that's happening right now. I'm a new daughter, a new creation. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, all of these that lifted their hand all over this room, lift your hand high. Lift your hand high. I want to see your hand. Lift your head high. I want you to open just the ones that are lifting their hands. I want you to look at me right now. There was a few more of you, lifted, the ones that, all of that lifted your hand for salvation. Just look at me. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. And more than that, heaven is throwing a ginormous party right now because God is so proud of his daughters. They don't have to play games anymore. You are a new creation. Therefore, there is no more condemnation. You made the best and boldest decision of your life. And from this day forward, there's no looking back. All the old is gone. Behold, behold, everything is new. Father, I thank you so much for these bold, beautiful women right now of all ages, all across this room that just met you for real for the first time. Father, I pray right now that they feel your power in your presence like they've never felt your power and presence before ever, ever, ever. And I believe in the name of Jesus, they will never be the same. They will be a big, beautiful light shining so bright for you. Father, I thank you for the salvation that happened right now in this room. You can lower your hand, and now I want to speak to the second group of women. You've been carrying around a hall pass for a long time. You've had a lot of excuses of why you respond the way you do. Maybe it's your personality. I'm not an extrovert. I'm just an introvert. God wouldn't, he wouldn't have created me this way if he wanted me just to be kind to everybody. We're all created in the image of Christ. And if you're a believer in Christ, if you're an adopted daughter, you have the mind of Christ. You can do all things. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So if you're sick and tired of playing games, if you're tired of a dark cloud of depression, if you're tired of identifying with anxiety, if you're tired of being angry and ill and moody, on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand as high as you can. Listen, you just had a group of women of all ages lift their hand for salvation, and we're going to celebrate them in just a minute. But you've got an opportunity to be exceptionally bold because you're telling me you're a believer in Jesus, and none of us are perfect in here. So if you want to really Really let go of the old and let go of the lies and all the old hall passes and move forward in life. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hand. One, two, three. Lift your hand high. Lift your hand high. Lord, I pray for these daughters right now, Father. I pray for these daughters of yours, Father, that are going through all different types of emotions. And I say right now, just by the surrender of a lifting of a hand, 
the all the old has passed. I say forgiveness is falling over hearts and minds right now in Jesus Christ's name. I say in the name of Jesus, depression, you dark cloud of depression, you have no room with the light here. You must flee in Jesus Christ's name. I say suicidal thoughts are no longer welcome. They have the mind of Christ. I say fear, fear you are a spirit and you must submit to Holy Spirit. You must submit to the name of Jesus. So fear you are submitted. You are defeated in the name of Jesus. These are God's daughters and no longer will we hide behind excuses. No longer will we live a life of shame. No longer will we live a life of moodiness and all this other kind of stuff that the world throws at us. We will live with our shoulders back, our heads up high, with big smiles on our face, living out the fruit of the spirit, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We will shine bright for you. But Father, I know for some in here, they need a moment. They need just a moment to say that. And everybody can, you can put your hands down now. Father, I know that some of your daughters in here tonight, you've given them you need to give them just a moment to share that, that last 10% that they promised themselves. They made an internal vow to take to their grave. They made an internal agreement with the enemy because that doesn't come from you. You say we are free in you. There's some last 10% that needs to be shared tonight that they've never shared. And so right now as, as the prayer team comes, I want to invite you just to give you that moment. And just some of the prayer, your, some of your ladies come. And here's what I want to tell you. No matter what you share, because I'm going to pray in a minute that we have spiritual amnesia. Because we're not even going to remember it anymore. Whatever it is that you've never shared with anyone. What is that one thing that you said, I will never tell anyone. That's that thing that keeps you captive. And we're going to share it tonight. You're going to share it. There's no shame in Christ. That's the enemy that's trying to keep you silent. So we're going to come forward and we're going to share it. And we're going to pray over you. And we're going to leave it right here never to pick it up again. So Father, right now I pray that you do a beautiful work that only you can do. I invite your daughters in these next few moments to just start moving out of their chairs right now and come forward. Whatever that last 10% is, I just invite you to come forward right now and leave it right here and allow us an opportunity to pray over you. So as they begin to sing just a little bit, just come forward right now. Share that last 10%. In Jesus' name, amen. We're not created to be perfect. We're created to be submitted to the perfect Savior. But here's the deal. When you feel yourself starting to grab one of those old hall passes, that's when you take that thought captive. Because here's, here's the good and bad news. If you know the right thing to do and you don't do it, then it's sin. And we, know, we learned a lot of right things to do tonight. So now we got to live it out. 
not perfectly, but staying submitted to the spirit. So when those old thought processes come back in, that you're feeling yourself get hot all over, like I am about to lose it. Or an old lie comes back in. I'm not saved. An old lie comes back in. I'm crazy. An old lie comes back in. I'm not forgiven. An old lie comes back in. I'm not free. Whatever it is, the Bible tells us to take that thought captive. So you have to picture yourself taking it captive and replacing it with the truth. So if a thought comes in like that and and my husband's not being so kind, which he's really kind most of the time, but if he's not being so kind, I just go, and you know, those thoughts can come in of like, I don't even like him. After you've been married 26 years and you're in love with somebody and I go, that is not from God. I take that thought captive. And I replace it with the truth. I love him. I love that man. He is so good. He's a perfect prophet, priest, king, and warrior. And that's called renewing your mind. When an old thought comes in of, oh me, I'm I'm about to lose it. I'm just going to be depressed. I feel the dark cloud coming. Take it captive. And go, I am not under a dark cloud of depression. I am a daughter of the king. I have the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You start declaring his goodness over your life. And stop agreeing with the lies. But unfortunately, there's not a delete button up here. So there's a belief system that we've thought into and and fought into and walked into and lived through. So you got the only way to get out of that belief system is to choose the truth and renew your mind. And you can absolutely do it. But if you go out tomorrow and you, you pull up one of those old signs again and those old passes and you lose it for a moment... The quickest way to get back in agreement with the Holy Spirit is to repent. So sometimes I have to go to Ella and say, Ella, I need, I need you to forgive me. I repent for not being so kind in this moment. And as soon as you do that, then you're back in agreement with the Spirit. So do not feel defeated. You're not going to live perfectly, but you're going to live with a perfect Savior that will never leave you and never forsake you. Amen? Amen? So I want, let's leave. With, we're going to shake off any heaviness. So everybody stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, everybody, everybody, stand to your feet. Wipe our tears away. Wipe our tears away. Smile. Shake it loose just a little bit. Shake it loose, however you shake it. Say, I am God's daughter. I'm created for greatness. I'm a daughter of the King. I have the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am not ashamed. I am not defeated. I am full of glory. I am a world changer. I am a bright light. I am wonderfully and beautifully created. I am not an echo. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Then let's celebrate. I am so excited. I am that God is doing some great things. And I just want to let you know if um, you accepted Christ tonight and you need something or you need someone to talk to, um, I, I am here. I am available to you. The church is here. We are available to you. And we are so excited for you to move on in your journey. And we are also excited to let you know that there are desserts and coffee in the lobby. So, so uh, go ahead. You are. I'm going to pray and dismiss you as you can um, go and have something to eat and enjoy 
and talk and fellowship. And God, we just uh, thank you for the truth that you spoke to us tonight. We just pray that you would continue to renew our minds as we walk out this building, that you would continue to remind us that we are daughters of the King and that we are able to turn to you in every situation. And we are going to take our thoughts captive and stand strong and knowing who you are and who we are. And we just ask that you would be with us as we do that. In Jesus' name, amen.